Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Buzz, ladies and gentlemen, today is a somber episode because comics have died and the murderer of them has come on our show to discuss the treacherous crime she has committed. I only kid. We are here with Dr. Stephanie Phillips, who is an amazing writer who has not done anything wrong for comics at all, <laughs> except lift them up and put out badass issues. Uh, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. How's your day going? Pretty great. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you for asking. Um, I spinning out of that intro uh, <laughs> was that. So I followed that a little bit, and I, and I love that you have uh, turned that into like a marketing campaign with your new pins and t-shirts uh, a couple of my friends have bought the shirts uh and and they look great like uh you did a good job designing them uh, what would did that come out of a man among ye or like what, um, what did they get mad about they got mad i like i think i had posted the solicits for i think october so it was like a picture of like the harley quinn issue and the wonder woman 80th anniversary and i don't know if it was directed at wonder woman or just like me in general but that was just like the comment that was posted uh in response to all of my october solicits <laughs> um but yeah I, uh, I i mean it was fascinating like that comment just kept getting like better and better and then ending with like you killed comics in cold blood like i was immediately immediately like wow that's a good line <laughs> thanks <laughs> um but i mean i think it's also something that like the more really good friends that i make in comics especially uh like non-binary or lgbtq creators creators and women creators, the more I realize that like, there's this really weird gatekeeping thing that happens and it's not specific to any one creator. And so I think part of why that was so interesting to people was like, oh yeah, we've had comments like that. Um, or one that I'm realizing is pretty common is like, I get accused a lot of not reading comics, which is quite fascinating. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know where that one comes from specifically, but I do think there's like this weird, um, you know, I think a lot of us deal with it. And I think there's something nice in the community that's like, oh yeah, we, we have that and it's fine. We just kind of keep creating. And it's such a small minority of people that engage in this like really negative rhetoric that um, it was nice to kind of post that and like make the shirts and see the kind of the flip side of how many people thought it was also funny and kind of came together um, with the proceeds going to the Trevor project. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I would have loved to have seen the look on that doofus's face. Like once you started selling t-shirts and pins, just, I mean, 
and, and like i love how you like put the blood spatter uh, the, on the show i mean it's, it was just such I, I, it was so cool like so many people i mean it, nerds in general i feel like are just never happy uh mm-hmm. i try really hard to be very positive about comics if i don't like something i don't cover it i don't want right. to like I, I make the joke you know like even a bad comic is someone's baby and I'm not trying to shit on someone's baby. Like no one wants that, you know, like, what so, a great visual. <laughs> but you know, so I just, I try really hard to just like, you know, lift up comics and, and yeah. celebrate them. Cause I, I love them. They, uh, they, they make me happy. They've gotten me out of some rough, rough spots in, in life. Uh, and, and have just, you know, they're there for you when other people aren't, you know, like it's yeah. just, uh, it's something, it's, it's a really wonderful hobby, but yeah, it, it kind of blows my mind sometimes how mean and nasty people can be. And I'm just like, yeah. it's a book. <laughs> Cause I don't, I, I didn't really see a lot, like in my MFA program, when we were dealing with like short story writers and, and novelists and stuff and getting to meet them um, and like poets and stuff would come to Kansas city and do like the mm-hmm. guest lectures, Oh, cool. you know, like they didn't really get attacked online. Yeah. Like, like people come after comic book creators. Um, it's weird. <laughs> it's so weird, right? Like, I, I mean, I know part of it's the gatekeeping, and and I don't know why people are so scared of like strong, powerful women. Like, I think that's in itself is something to be celebrated for for numerous reasons. But like, how many how many like men are like terrified of that, and and mm. will build these like walls and get nasty? Like, like what? It, I don't know. And and especially yeah. to to get mad about Wonder Woman, who is like. <laughs> the all-encompassing, powerful, charming, right. amazing woman who stands up for everything good and to say that, like, I'm, you yeah. writing about that is ruining... Yeah, anyways. Enough about that. <laughs> enough about that bullshit. We're here to talk about cool stuff. So you have a really intriguing uh, writing background. You don't really stick to a genre. Um, you know, you've done, like, these kind of cool political thrillers with uh, Red Atlantis um and descendant mm-hmm. uh you dipped into horror a little bit with i mean we, we kind of mentioned in the green room butcher of paris and you know that's that's scary in, in its own way but also you know nonfiction and, and history uh but i really like devil within oh, like you. holy crap that was so good um and and you got you got house on art too which i mean he yeah. he just does covers now so like you got interiors with like you yeah, kind of you lucked out there. Um, but that just so many horror comics are kind of weird because they don't they don't have like the jump scares and stuff that cinema does. Yeah. Uh, but you're like the plot and how you talk about how that like stemmed from a story of your friends mm-hmm. about like real possession and the imagery. Um, so you you also mentioned in that in the back matter of, of one of the issues that like you're 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 kind of like like horror gets to you um yeah. like if you hear like a bump in the night like you're up all night <laughs> yeah so, so like did did writing that like when you're like writing the scripts did you have to like write it during the daytime and make sure all the lights were on or did it yeah. mess with you a little bit <laughs> yeah um so my friend that told me part of that story um she was telling it to me because i had just had a prk surgery which is a little like lasik 
So I couldn't open my eyes. And so I would sit there with like cold compresses around my eyes or, you know, whatever, like wrapped up so that I, I wouldn't, rem- so that I would remember, like keep them shut. And she would call me to like, keep me company and just like hang out on our way home from work. And one day, like she's a very quiet, I would say kind of serious person. Um, and so one, and like incredibly shy. And so one day, I don't even know where it came from. She was just like, did I tell you about the time that my girlfriend was possessed? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, a, what an intro, like, no, but you're about to. So <laughs> um, it was a really interesting story. And, you know, for her, something that was like, uh, something that was very serious to her, like, it wasn't even just like, a here's a cool story. It was just like, a, here's a very important thing that happened in my life. And um, I was really interested too, in like the reaction of people in her life. Like, uh, I later heard like her current wife's side of the story like how she reacts to it and things like that and um I just became really interested in like the dynamics of uh, a relationship so you know I would say that while the story that I wrote was like born from the story she told me um you know I've I've definitely changed a lot about the relationship of a fictional couple um as really being the thing I wanted to examine in that story yeah that was one of the cool uh, another element um I'm really into like how different writers build tension Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very fascinating uh, attention makes for great reads, you know, as, you know, as do like great characters and, and all sorts of, you know, little, little aspects of storytelling, but tension is so important. And I thought that was so smart in your script writing, how you focused on these kind of normative uh, relationship issues, you know, like people lie to each other. People aren't always honest with their past. You took it up a level with like, the missing brother and insane mother and and moving (laughs) into this house, you know, like that, that house twist was really good too. But yeah, just their dynamic of being a new couple, um, getting, you you know, moving in together into this new house, that's stressful for anybody on top of like, you know, the, the haunting and possession aspects. Like I thought that was really cool. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it really blew. Like, I don't know. Like I, I haven't read four issues that fast in a while. I had to like (laughs) remind my, and then I had to remind myself to go back and like appreciate the art, which was so terrifying and like the heavy inks and the scratchy imagery. Uh, everybody's eyes were really creepy Mm -hmm. and like super haunting. And I read it on a tablet so I could read it at night like with the lights dimmed and it just like the ambiance was really good and it it was it was a really creepy awesome comic and it's funny like looking at your your harley quinn run right now and and how it's it's very it's it's super charming and it's funny Mm. and it's got great action and stuff too and i think you write her really well uh but yeah just like i said you got these political thrillers you've got this nonfiction, Mm. you've dabbled in horror and you dabbled (laughs) in it very well like you're you have like a a, a, a wide berth of, of uh, storytelling ability. And like, I guess what I'm interested in is like, what's your favorite? Like, what's your jam? Where are you most comfortable? Um, I mean, I think that changes all the time. Like, you know, uh, it is the perfect job for like uh, the ADHD kid that had a new hobby every single week. Um, like uh <laughs> this is this is great because you know i get to bounce between superheroes and nonfiction and doing research and then uh you know i'm doing some like 
crazy dystopic stuff for another project. So it's really fun. It's like all the right things for however my brain is wired to just like jump from one thing to another. Whereas, you know, I know like my sister, uh, we were even talking about this yesterday. She's like, I couldn't do that. Like she wants to be very singularly focused on a thing. And I'm like, I want to do 20 things at once. <laughs> like, um, you know, like I walked into a store the other day for one thing and I saw a skateboard and just got decided, you know, at 30 years old, I wanted to learn to skateboard. So like, this is, this is just kind of, I think, uh, something that hits all the right things for, for my wiring. And, um, I don't know that I have a favorite, I would say one thing that maybe, uh, whether it would not really dependent on the genre, but I really like grounded storytelling. So even with like our new Wonder Woman story that's coming up, I think it's got a very cosmic setting, but we've been really intent on keeping kind of the character exploration and the story itself, something that's really grounded and relatable where, and instead of just doing like this whole big, like planets exploding or, you know, things like that. So it's, um, uh, still something that I feel like is a very grounded story. Um, I don't, I don't get away from that too much. Whereas like, you know, I, I read a lot of like green lantern comics and I'm just like, I couldn't do this or, um, you know, fantasy is not, not really my thing. Um, though I appreciate it. It's just not something that like from my writer's mentality, I, I'm not entirely sure how I'd wrap my brain around those. I like that you are keeping Wonder Woman grounded because I think that's one of her strengths as a superhero. Yeah. Like I think of her and Bruce Batman a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, Bat Batman is this human, but we see him as almost divinity, right? Like he's <laughs> he can always get out of a situation. I get you forget sometimes that he's a man, that he's a person yeah. and doesn't have powers. And Wonder Woman is, is kind of on that different spectrum where she is capable of, of anything. She can go toe-to-toe with, with Clark. She can fly. She can fight. She can fold yeah. a tank in half but her humanity <laughs> right like her yeah. humanity is always the strong point how much she loves and cares about humans and mm-hmm. and will literally do anything to help them right. whether it's get a cat out of the tree or stop an army you know like yeah. i love that about diana uh and i i think your writing style is going to comp like i'm so excited for mm-hmm. your for your wonder woman oh, thanks uh, we are <laughs> i bet i bet well, yeah, so i really thought you were going to announce batman Cause like yeah. you, you were like, I got this big DC announcement and then like the world was crumbling from the Substack <laughs> announcements and everybody was like, what? James is leaving Batman. And I was like, wait, Steph has a DC announcement. James is leaving. I was like, oh my God, she's going to write Batman. Uh, Cause I just, I really think it, um, I think a, a person of color or a woman penning Bruce Wayne would be really cool. I don't know. I, I don't agree. know why, like, I, I don't know why they kind of won't just let that happen. They, they're kind of doing it in the uh, anthology stuff. Like yeah. they're kind of giving everybody a shot, right. um, but still like, you know, and, and I, I love Josh Williamson. I think he's awesome. Yeah. I think he's going to do a great job, but yeah, I just, uh, I, I thought I, I was like telling all my friends and I even had people like, people were like, Holy shit, Blake, I think you're right. I was like, dude, <laughs> if I, I was like, you know, like I'm, I'm four months into Blake's buzz and my comic blog. And I was like, mm-hmm. if I, if I call the new Batman writer, I was like, I'm like, I'm, I, I win, but still like to come out and, and be like, I mean, the, the next best thing is Wonder Woman. I feel like it's, there's the, there, yeah. there's the three, there's the three top DC jobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, soups, soups, Batman or, or Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, and I will so, say yeah, Batman does appear in Wonder Woman. 
however briefly, and it is one of my favorite scenes that I've ever written because Diana just straight up tells Bruce to STFU. <laughs> like he's kind of like <laughs> starts talking over her and she just glares at him and is like, was I talking to you? <laughs> like, it is one of my favorite scenes. Um, awesome. I mean, one thing that I think is cool about Diana uh, as with Bruce is like, I think there's a darkness to both of them that it kind of comes out in really different ways. Um, and for Diana, I think it's something that maybe even terrifies her a little bit that like she has this side that like she can flip a switch and be really brutal. And that's something that like Mike and I were like really interested in. He's like, I want to see that come out in her. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> like Then I think nice. this is going to be a good match, um, you know, while she's kind of going through something that's intent on breaking down her humanity. And on her side, she's trying to struggle with like, what even is her humanity? Like, um, you know, this is someone that wanted to leave her home. Uh, she wanted to go be this hero on earth. And then now she's kind of at a point where she's like, did I meet my goals and expectations for myself? Like, am I happy with where I'm at? Have I succeeded? And she's not even asking these questions just of herself, but like what she thinks is like this big cosmic God is like, yeah, we're not so sure you're the hero you think you are. And it's, it's going to like really, really push her. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That's cool. That, I, that reminds, I mean, a little bit reminds me of like dead earth that, that Daniel mm -hmm. uh, Warren Johnson just did. Um, it, and, and that was kind of the same way. It was her, it, it's, you don't see that in Diana a lot, that self doubt and her dealing with like potential failures and, right. and how she learns to deal with that. I think that's a cool I mean, we all love characters with flaws, right? So like it helps, yeah. it helps the narrative move. It helps things stay intriguing, but it's, it's interesting when, you know, these icons, when, when we, when we bring that element of humanness into it, I think it's, I think it makes for really strong writing, um, which you're also doing with Harley Quinn, uh, making her very human. And I also like your occasional like PhD jokes in, <laughs> in Harley Quinn. She's like, she like mentions like how much money, how much money the degree costs in one issue and i was like i don't know i was like i was like yeah. i feel like there's some realness to, to some of these there comments definitely is. um yeah I, uh i think it was the other day my because my mom uh subscribes to like everything i do and she'll go pick up multiple copies and uh uh, I knew I was just waiting for it to happen because she makes a joke in issue six about her her Jewish mother, and I was just waiting for my mom <laughs> to get to that line. And I was like, "I'm I'm sorry, mom," <laughs> <laughs> but I think, and it was at the dinner table soon. I was like, "But am I wrong?" <laughs> Um, yeah, there's definitely a couple elements of Harley that feel very personal. And I think, you know, it's really speaks to how strong the writing on Harley was, you know, before I got the title that these elements have always been in Harley. And they're just the things that like, I was attracted to about the character, the things that like, I really related to. So in my run, those things are the things that I'm like, really highlighting. And, um, you know, I, I think having the perspective of like, being the only person to write her that has a PhD, it's like, I, I think I know a little bit how that can drive you to want to like beat somebody with a mallet. So like, <laughs> I think there's a connection in my brain that uh, is a lot of fun to make with the character that um, I have, I guess, a little bit in common with on, on that end. So in my undergrad, I got into not like a heavy argument, but you know, like I, I, I was a lit nerd. And so like, I have like English writing degrees and in, in, in a, in a Gothic lit class, oh, cool. uh, we were my, and I, this is my thesis advisor and like, mm -hmm. I liked her and, and, uh, Dr. Dr. Nancy Savetti, if you're listening, I'm sorry to talk about this story, but <laughs> she, we got, we got into a little tiff and she banged on the table and she was like, I have a PhD. And I was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, 
I, I was I I was thinking about that when when you were like when I was like reading these these Harley Quinn comments and I was like, man, I wonder if like Stephanie, if like an editor's like, hey, have you tried this? And you're like, I have a PhD. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, on the on the other side, too, like having gone through grad school, like some of just the most ridiculous humans I've ever met have PhDs. I don't know about that. Like really means a whole lot. I have like one very specific area that I could speak to um, from my PhD, but you know, luckily just with my editors, I've had the most amazing editors and my favorite thing about all editors, especially at DC. um, I love that they just have this knowledge set of that they can like pull from. So like working on Wonder Woman, you know, our editor, Brittany Holzer, like I was talking with her the other day about a character that's going to be making an appearance and she starts pulling out these facts about like the first appearance of this character and she's like wouldn't it be so cool if we had this like kind of meta dialogue about like how this character came into being and things like and I was like wow I didn't even remember that about like the origin of the character that's awesome so like I, I love having that knowledge set there that can kind of I mean, there's so much reading that you could do about these characters that, Mm. like, it's hard to find or have any one person that's had, like, every single book ever read and memorized. So having more brains on the title that can be like, oh, yes, this character did this at one point and this at another point. It's, it's, um, I think it makes for a very well-rounded, like, discussion when we're going through plot and writing and stuff. Nice. I wish I had a better memory. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't, I don't know if it's, like, the, the stupid decisions I made when I was younger that like this is why I mean it's not like I remember things it's, it's not like I like instantly forget everything but I read so many books and comics and stuff mm-hmm. and it's just like sometimes things blend together and I can't, I'm really like I'm not one of those people who could be like oh yeah like Wonder Woman issue 371 right. this like no I'll never be that but like part of me wishes I could but also, I I'm glad I'm not that asshole because like, that's, that's, that's how they feel. So it's like it's, it's like you're like talking, and they're like, "Well, actually, in the in 1984 when this happened, and you're like, okay, I get it. Like you're smarter right. than me. Thank you for the reminder." Uh, but no, I mean that's uh, that is one of the powers of, of great editors is that just they're like a, a human trapper keeper with like all the yeah. good notes inside of them. So and that's like, awesome. to have that at your disposal, like. Or not disposal, but like have it at your back, like you know, like yeah. they're on your team. Uh, is is has got to be a pretty cool deal, and that's uh, so. I mean, like that's one of the kind of different things as opposed to like uh, your creator owned indie stuff, mm-hmm. and and when you're working on like Harley or Wonder Woman, or like I I just read the new Harley Quinn issue, and like you wrote Selena Kyle really well too. Like you just mm-hmm. like you have like a really good uh, vibe with DC. I feel like, oh, thank uh, you. and, and I, I hope they, I hope they give you like more chances and you're there for a while. Cause like, I don't know, a lot of these characters like fit into your writing style. Uh, yeah. All I kept thinking was when in Harley Quinn number six is I was like, I was like, oh man, like Dr. Phillips needs to do Gotham city sirens. Like bring that back <laughs> and like, right. let you take, let you take that, that other DC Trinity, like that mm-hmm. isn't, you know, like, the the iconic right. trinity but is still like those three women together like do something special yeah and you and, and you i kind of got it <laughs> i could i could tell yeah. like because like the whole issue is like harley quinn like fawning over her like she's <laughs> yeah. so cool and when like harley falls through the glass and like doesn't nail the landing and then selena like drops down with her whip like I, all that like it was so good like it really Thank was you. Yeah, it's, no, I, I actually like, thank you for telling read. these stories. 
I learned to read on a Catwoman book, which is wild to me. Like there were these, when I was a kid, like DC, like learn to read titles, you know, where they had like super simplistic plots. And um, one of the books I learned to read on, I had an Adams Family one and a Catwoman one. And it was like very classic, like animated series style, Selena Kyle. And I loved cats. And I was like the little kid that would go around the neighborhood and like collect stray cats. And so I was like, <laughs> there's a character that just has cats. Like that's her thing. <laughs> so, um, so it's really, it's really cool that, you know, I went from like a, my, one of my first books ever, a learn to read Catwoman book to, you know, now I've, I've written Selena Kyle. And, you know, I do that with Batman too where it's like maybe that's why like some of these DC characters just kind of fit is like I grew up with them like I just you know I saw Batman the animated series and was like whatever this is I want all of it all the time in my life every <laughs> single day like I would watch the animated series and act out like the, the episodes uh you know switching parts of being like somehow making myself both Robin and Batman or you know bringing my mom in and making her be Robin or something <laughs> like that. um so it's it's really cool you know and it's something that my mom too can like gravitate towards is like holy crap like we used to play Batman and Robin all the time and now you've written Batman so it's it's really cool to have that kind of come up as like you know I'm a giant fan of it and now I get to work in it and I think I you know I definitely have characters that I love even more after writing them like I've always liked Superman but after writing Clark I'm really in love with Clark like, <laughs> like I think that's one character that clicked after I wrote him um, and I think Diana too started to click the more I, I worked with her and kind of started learning her as I writing nice i like that uh batman the animated series has an important part in your childhood too because so like that was a huge deal my my parents worked a lot when i was a kid so like i stayed at like my grandma and grandpa's after school like till they got off work at like five or seven o'clock or whatever and like every day it was uh my grandpa and i would watch batman the animated series <laughs> and like even even if like i would be doing like my grandma would be like work on your math do your homework and then when it came on my grandpa would be like hey hey blake it's it's on like come on and so like we would always watch that together in the reruns and stuff and uh yeah it just like even now like when the blu-ray set came out i picked it up and like the, the everything still holds up so well and so beautifully mm -hmm. animated and and it's really it's funny now thinking about it how dark some of the stuff is and i was like i was like yeah. man like i'm in grade school like just like they just like threw this out to kids and there there's like some heavy <laughs> themes in there yeah uh which is funny because i mean just how like crazy like also like when you watch like uh uh stand by me and like the kids are smoking cigarettes it's just like oh you can't do that shit anymore <laughs> Yeah, even looking at old comics, like Harley comics, you have characters smoking cigarettes and things like that. And uh, it's it's almost jarring to see it now. Like it takes me a minute to be like, oh, yeah, this was written, you know, 15 years ago. It was just <laughs> different. Like it's so it's so interesting how much that's changed. Or like even even right now, currently, like when you read something and you're like, like uh, there's a public scene or something you're like no one's wearing a mask. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it almost makes me anxious like I'm watching the tv show and I'm like oh my god they're around each other that person just hugged like oh no <laughs> yeah they sneezed oh my god <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yep. like it's like the new zombie horrors it's like our our new mass contaminated societies weird yeah weird days when I always I always feel a little guilty because I've talked to people about how because you know everybody has like the covid horror stories and like mm -hmm. 
my family was really smart and we all got vaccinated and, and, you know, like followed the rules, but everybody's always like, Oh, it ruined my life. And I'm like, so I was a bouncer for seven years. So like, w- like not being around people's kind of nice now. Like, cause I was just like six nights a week. I was in like a really busy bar and it was just like people everywhere and a lot all the time. And so I kind of like the hermit life to an extent, you know, like just having that like peace and quiet. And then, you know, I, I got bored and started reviewing comics and launched Blake's buzz and like, and then, and oddly enough, like I, it still shocks me that like creators want to talk to me or like want to talk about their new books with me. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, but I mean, all this happened because like I was working from home and had a lot of free time and, and then it, it's, it's just escalating. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm talking to the writer of Wonder Woman right now. Uh, last week I talked to Brian Edward Hill. We talked, I got to talk about, um, Batman and X-Men with a guy who wrote Batman and Mm -hmm. X-Men. It's just like, it's like, damn, like I just didn't, you know, like, uh, I didn't know, like, it's just, uh, it's a lot of good things happened to me in the last year. So yeah, I always feel guilty when I'm like, you know, like, oh, well, the quarantine was good for this nerd a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and I love working from home. Like I never want to go back to the office. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) Like I miss my team. Cause I, I, we have like a, uh, like a eight man team, eight person team. And, uh, but we, we have a group chat. That's good enough. Like it's. I just, I like, it's really cool. Like getting up and not like not having to commute. Like I don't necessarily have to take a shower if I don't want to, you know, like I used to have like a big beard. And so like, I'd have to like, you know, straighten and brush my beard every day, which I I don't have to worry about right now, but it was just like the, the kind of laziness of like, I wake up, I get a coffee, I check my email and then click a button, log into work. And then perfect. at the end, yeah. At the end of the day, you just walk away from it. You're like, all right, I'll be back later. Um, but, um, anyways, enough, I'm, I'm supposed to talk about you, not me. Uh, I, you'll, you'll notice I talk a lot, which is why I do a podcast now. Cause oh, I just, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta keep talking. Um, so you, you've written, you've written Harley Quinn, you're, you're moving on to Wonder Woman, um, which, but like I, like I mentioned earlier, you have this really awesome background of, of indie stuff of, of creator owned, uh, you've, you've, you've brought back our favorite pirate queen recently. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think like, I feel like a lot of people, I just found, I went back to it, right. When mm-hmm. I got the announcement from image and you you know, your, your name is a big name. Now when people say your name's on a title, it's, you are like, Oh shit, I got to go check this out. Mm-hmm. And so I read volume one and it was so good. No, like, you. man. Uh, and, and now the new issues are great too. Uh, a lot of my friends went back and checked it out, uh, volume one and, and are on the man among you train. Like, are, are you like, really like, I feel like you're kind of secretly passionate about pirates or you're just oddly good at writing them. Like. <laughs> um, I mean, I wonder if part of it is like growing up in Tampa where it's just like you are inundated with pirate lore and mythology constantly, like, you okay. know, having Gasparilla pirate festival for like over a week out of every year. Um, I mean, I, I am really interested in that stuff. I think just growing up in an area where that was such a big part of it, like I really like St. Augustine and, you know, it's impossible, I feel like, to go to St. Augustine without running into just the history of pirates in that area and um, Spanish history of that area, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, I find it interesting. Uh, I think Anne Bonnie is really interesting just for like, she really is a legend and there isn't a lot of recorded history about her that we can confidently say like, yes, all of this is true. Like 
um, I think when we first announced the series, there was like this big argument that happens like in the comment section of the announcement about whether her hair was historically red or not. And I'm like, <laughs> well, nobody's going to know. Like, you know, we we are the same way that people take liberties with a lot of these male characters um, that are, you know, both kind of historical, but also kind of mythical. Like, you know, Blackbeard, how much does he appear in um, mythology and lore as something that's almost not human? Like, and so so many competing um, kind of records of what he did or where he went and these stories and Anne's history, there's even less of it than Blackbeard's. The only recorded history that includes her, uh, the author used like a pen name and now a lot of that recorded history is thought to be inaccurate as well. So, <laughs> so it's like, okay, the one thing we had that was like written from the time period that included her um, has been pretty uh, substantially called like an inaccurate source. So we don't know how much of that is actually true or accurate. So in in one way, it was like at first that made it a little difficult in how we wanted to approach her. But on the flip side, we were like, this is actually a really cool opportunity to get to build a female pirate queen in the way that characters like Johnny Depp's character or Blackbeard, a lot of these people that are based on true characters um, have been built into something so much bigger than their possibly human counterpart actually was, um, is really what we wanted to do. So we have these kind of like larger than life pirate characters, but the setting itself is as historically accurate as we can make it. Um, so a lot of what they're dealing with is historical problems of the time like everything that's going on with um like in the first uh series like charles vane or the woods rogers this is all pretty historically accurate in terms of the climate that they're operating in so that's really how we wanted to approach it as like this kind of larger than life character but the problems and this this world that we're creating for her is very real very cool i i like how so it wasn't and and I don't know a lot about pirates other than like, you know, the, the, the movies and the TV shows and stuff we have. Um, and, and it always seems to, you know, be a, a you know, a male centric, uh, you know, like there's, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of focus on like the, the female pirates or sometimes you don't even see them on a pirate ship, like in right. old, like cartoons and stuff. Uh, and I really dug, uh, I got into black sales, that TV show. Oh, yeah. I really liked it. And that's, that's where I heard about like Charles Vane, but I did enjoy that they had like important female characters that like had yeah. agency and, and commanded their scenes and stuff. And so that's why I, I just really love this idea of like, uh, uh, just like a badass pirate queen who like just doesn't care. I, I mean, she cares, yeah. like she cares about people, but like, She's, she's like, she paves her own way and you do not want to get into her way in, in a bad way, you know? And I also love the cast that you have with her. Like everybody just has really good, um, you know, in panel moments, uh, the, you, they all have really good chemistry together. Uh, it makes for a really cool comic. Um, and, and yeah, that's like, it's another deal about comics that I never really thought that I would be super into is like pirates. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. like I've, I kind of, you know, they're, they're intriguing, Pirates of the Caribbean was okay. I, I wasn't one of those people that was like, this is the best thing ever, you know, like, yeah. uh, like so many people do, but yeah, it's just, I really like it. And, uh, and that was one of my first, um, not, I mean, I've read your, I've read some of your stuff before, but, uh, that was like Red Atlantis was, I think the first thing from you I read. Uh, but, and so like a man among you was one of the, like 
uh, the, the bigger books from yours I read. And then I, I went back and, and started getting to know you as a writer more and like reading your, your backlog, which is so like, I got mad at myself. Cause I was like, man, you should have, <laughs> I was like, you should have been reading these books a long time ago, especially like, I really like your aftershock stuff. I love aftershock. Um, but, but yeah, like, uh, that this like descendant was really crazy. Um, and, and yeah, red, red Atlantis was also, I read <laughs> red Atlantis when like everyone's freaking out about like the Russian scammers on Facebook right. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm like, this is like hitting yeah. close to home. Like, impression. <laughs> yeah. How did, how did that, like, I don't like, did you have, was that just like an idea and, and you pitched it to Aftershock? Like, um, no, actually that, that wasn't my, that, that was a work for hire project. Um, oh, the, the, the spies. Yeah. The, those, yep. the real, I forgot about that. Yeah. Which I did cool. do research. I just forget things sometimes. No, no, that's fine. It's, uh, <laughs> it was just such a cool thing. You know, I was, I was asked if I wanted to come work with, um, you know, Jan and, and his wife on this idea and that they were basically real life Russian spies that have defected to the U.S. And I was just like, yep, <laughs> like I, I'm in, like I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> how like, do you, do you, I, how do you turn idea? that down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even think anybody had told me the idea. You know, uh, Mike Martz was like, well, did you did you want to hear the story? And I was like, no, nah, I'm in. <laughs> like, I'm, I'll be there. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was great working with them on that. And, you know, they have uh, this really extensive, like, Bible, we'll call it, and lore of of this Red Atlantis world. Um, so this this almost feels like a prologue to just all of the stuff that can happen in the Red Atlantis universe. So um, yeah, um, it was a really cool experience, kind of getting to work on that. Do you think there's going to be more Red Atlantis universe? Someday? I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's interesting, like kind of having that be a work for hire project, where like I, I think most of those conversations happen between like Jan and Aftershock, since it's really his property. So um, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Like I don't know if he wants to you know take it and do other media with it. Um, I'm not entirely sure what his goals are with it, but it was. Um, there's definitely a cool, cool experience getting to like make the starting point with him and establish some of the characters in the universe. Yeah. I've always wondered how that would be like, um, to, cause it, you're not, you're, you're much more than a ghost writer, you know, like you're, you're scripting these, you're assisting with the story, but you're also working with like someone's idea. Is that tricky? Like, or is it, is it hard? Like, you know, cause I mean, comics are collaborative anyway, right? Yeah. Like you work with your artist, your letterer, your editor, um, but so I mean, is it does it kind of just fit naturally into the scheme of of graphic literature, or or was it different? Yeah, I mean, I think every work for hire job kind of is a little different. Like with Red Atlantis, they gave me all the materials they had and kind of then stepped away and just let me kind of build it from there. And um, you know, I would I would contact them about questions. I would let them read every script, and we would kind of discuss afterwards if there was anything they wanted added. Um, you know, it was nice having that resource too that I could kind of call up and be like, hey. I need a Russian translation for this or something and, mm. and get to lean on them. Um, other books like um, Godslap, the book that I'm doing for the YouTuber uh, Moist Critical <laughs> and um, Charlie, uh, you know, that's also his idea. Um, my brother is a streamer with Charlie. And, you know, I guess the, the difference there is like when there's something I don't like, you know, I can call my brother and be like, you're done. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a little different, uh, you know, when you have a, a different relationship or like Charlie, I went to high school with. So it's it's um, it's also just a very different thing that I'm writing. So like they kind of give me bullet points of what they want to happen in I, I don't know. They don't really give me like page markers. They'll just say like, 
here's kind of some of the story beats that we want. There's no connective tissue. We don't really know like any of the dialogue for these scenes, but then I take them and like turn them into comic scripts. Um, and I would say that's way more detailed than the way I worked with Jan on Red Atlantis, where he kind of mm. really stepped away from it. But, you know, in this case, it really is like Charlie's story. Um, I'm just kind of helping turn something into a comic because I have that expertise and their team doesn't. So, um, yeah. So my my friend, when I when I told my friend that I was I was interviewing you, he he showed me your brother's YouTube channel and. <laughs> And he's, your brother's hilarious. But so I've seen like clips and gifts of these like slap tournaments, Yeah, you know, but I like, didn't really know what they were and like to actually watch. And I was like, this is a real thing. Like, it's so crazy. Like, it's it's so weird. And and these, these men are like so gigantic and and the powder. I love the powder. I don't. I just, just I know makes, it's wild, right? And so you're you're writing a, a comic about this? Yes, it's a sci it's a sci fi version of slapping. So it's like a dystopic sci fi universe. I, I would say at parts it looks a little like a Blade Runner kind of universe, um, but there are people within the universe that have supernatural slapping abilities. Um, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, and I mean, I think part of the humor is that the people within the universe take this very seriously and uh they're slapping each other (laughs) (laughs) like i i don't know how much like their team has revealed about what the slapping abilities are so like maybe i shouldn't but i think in like the um opening that they showed off you know you have like one of the main characters just like slaps a guy and his head explodes like completely explodes as if there was like a bomb in it um people shoot at him and he like slaps the bullets back at them and, oh my god um, sold i am pulling this book <laughs> oh, i'm sold it's wild um the artwork is really really cool on it you know um one cool thing about working with the team is like i mean it's it is awesome working with my brother but it's it's also really cool that they came from the perspective of like they really wanted to respect what we do so uh you know they wanted to find like the best artist they could and really make sure this artist was like really comfortable on the project has everything they need and uh feels respected and part of the team and i just i really liked that mentality that you know this group of guys that are not comics people came in and they're like this is your universe and we want to be like super respectful of basically playing in the comic sandbox and um i it was something that like drew me to working on the project with them because it is it's very obviously like a weird brainchild that I think only this group of guys could come up with. But, um, you know, it's something that really drew me to working with them was like, that's a really cool mentality to coming into a medium that you're not super familiar with. And just like knowing that you need that kind of help and um, you want a team that can kind of help work with you on that is, is pretty cool. That sounds awesome. So that kind of reminds me of uh, I'm really into magnetic presses stuff these days yeah. and they did um you know within the last year aster of pan and mm-hmm. when i first read about it i was like the art was really cool but i was like i don't know if this is for me and it's basically a dystopic world where uh conflicts are resolved through nations playing dodgeball essentially <laughs> and these like epic dodgeball yeah. matches and and when i i was like eh, okay and then i i read it and like i remember when i read it so it's like 
it's like a 220 page original graphic novel. And I, I couldn't sleep one night and I started reading it at like one thirty in the morning. The next thing I know, it's like four thirty, and I'm like <laughs> turning the last page and right. I'm just like, Whoa, like that's what I love about comics is like, it's really good to be wrong a lot when you're like, I don't know if this is for me. And then you end up reading it and it just like takes you somewhere that you really didn't expect to go. And you know, the, the art helps with that, you know, the art, the lettering, just like when all the elements come together in that really kind of magical way that only that can only happen in comics. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a cool experience, like as a reader. And I, I, I imagine like that translates even more intensely as to like being a creator when you're like, I, you took my script and turned it into this beautiful art and now it's lettered and you like, you essentially see it come alive, like through email updates and stuff and then get to hold it and see it in stores. Like that's gotta be, it's gotta be pretty rad. It is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it matters how many comics I've written. It's always so exciting to get comps in the mail. Like I, like sometimes I'll get the updates, like text message updates when DC sends comps out and it's like every 10 minutes updating the tracking info because I just get excited (laughs) to like see the book um and that's that's a lot of fun i think i think my brother said he's got some copies of the god slap prologue um and i am just like really itching to see how those came out because i know they did like crazy stuff with the printing like spot gloss for all of the blood is like a different material than the rest mm. of the pages and as like a book nerd i'm like i want to touch it like i want to <laughs> feel it i want to hold it it's so cool um so yeah it's uh i'm excited to see that one and it's definitely you know it's definitely a I don't want to call it bizarre. Um, it's just not, you know, something that like, I think I would sit down and write, but like working with the team to come up with things, like it also takes really weird stuff from my brain. Like there are things that of course they let me develop on my own. Um, like one of the main bad guys, uh, I didn't want to have him just talking. Um, I like, I'm not a big fan of that. I want him to be doing something. And I developed this like workout room with him where all the punching bags are humans. <laughs> So it's, <laughs> it's like really like the over the top gore and violence kind of plays into just like the book does not take itself seriously. And um, it's really fun to be like, you know, I don't know any other book I've written where I could put like human bun- punching bags in. So <laughs> um, that was, uh, I think I turned those pages in and all the guys were like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> I was like, cool. I was really Winning. excited to talk to you about Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman. And I just want to throw all these notes out and talk about the slap comic now because it honestly yeah. sounds like the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, I like that you mentioned that you appreciate uh the way like book comic books look and feel because like that's a new attraction to me is like cardstock yeah. covers and weighty pages. I back a lot of Kickstarters mm-hmm. and a lot of Kickstarters will spend extra yeah. money on like just and it just like feels good to hold. And it's like yeah. especially now when like I get so many digital review copies, you know, you get you get some weighty paper and cardstock in your hands and it's like it's like a luxury. It's like, you know, yeah. like, oh, I'm 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 reading fancy tonight, you know, and it feels good to turn those pages so yeah spot gloss blood human body bags slapping bullets like i i will buy every variant i will i'm like i'm on this like i'm definitely keeping my eyes what's the what's the title called again god slap God, God, even that's even got a killer title. Yeah, all, all one word. Um, the interior pages are black and white except for the blood. The blood is red, and then done. The, yeah, all oh. of the blood in the book is like a different material. So every single page, wherever there's blood, there's a lot of blood. The blood is all like a different material and like stands off the page. It's 
so cool. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So you kind of have like a, a, a background in physicality too. Cause I know you're a big hockey fan. You play hockey and you know, hockey's not the most cuddly of sports. Uh, no. <laughs> and you also, you also did some MMA and you've, you've fought yep. and you won, right? You, you yeah, fought yeah. and won. Yep. I, so. I mean, I've won and lost, uh, you know, I, I fought for a while. Um, so I've got, you know, fights on both sides of that. Um, but, um, eventually, you know, I, I stopped fighting and actually coached for a long time as well. Um, oh, cool. and that was, that was a lot of fun. I've got some like permanent nerve damage that makes fighting mm. pretty difficult. So even when like, I, I get excited about it again, I'll go and, like spar or something. And it's like, Oh crap, I forgot. This is why, <laughs> this is why I struggle with it. Um, Did that happen some... from fighting or just from something Yeah, else? yeah. Oh. Um, I, I mean, I think also just from like years of like uh, playing hockey and then fighting, like, you know, I've, I've picked things that are a little rough on the body. And um, of course, one of my good friends uh, joined like a recreational rugby team and she's like, come play rugby. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, until every single person in my life is just like, no. Like, Stop what is... it. <laughs> yeah, like, like what is <laughs> Is wrong with you and like currently i have a concussion from hockey and so i think that actually did enough to deter me from that's why you agreed to talk on blake's buzz <laughs> yeah. I get, okay your brain damage yeah, it all makes sense <laughs> i know i it's it's definitely i like weirdly despite all the years of like i mean i played with my college hockey team um i fought like mma more time for years uh i think this is the worst brain injury i've had like you know it's oh, been wow. like over a month and it's just still lingering so um and from you know recreational like beer league hockey where you're just like what is <laughs> who, <laughs> who is trying to prove what exactly so <laughs> um you know it's, it's a little frustrating but ever since that happened i was like okay i am deterred from rugby i'm good <laughs> we'll try we'll try skateboarding <laughs> yeah rugby's intense uh when i was a bouncer we sponsored uh, the bar sponsored a rugby team and uh, they were fun to party with i mean oh, they cool. were wild like wild <laughs> group of people but yeah. i mean they they were all just crazy and, and mm -hmm. I, you know they had me come out to a, a match one time and i was like okay you know like we're day drinking we're having fun and i'm just like watching these people kick the ever-living shit out of each other for like yeah. over an hour and i'm just like and i mean like real like i'm a big guy right so i mean like big dudes like big burly and they're like maneuvering like you wouldn't like all these guys they're like fast and, and agile but they're all like big giant monsters and it's, right. it's a very it's a very intriguing experience but i was like i definitely this is like a sideline deal for me like i would i could not be in that like hurdle of bodies just like yeah. it's especially crazy. during covid which also changes things like i <laughs> yeah. i didn't really know anything about rugby when they asked me to join the team and so i like i started watching videos and as soon as i saw that i was like covid like covid <laughs> that seems <laughs> bad um so i i don't know especially being in florida i was like i don't know if like something where you are just that physical with other people during a pandemic is super necessary for me it does so. seem odd i i thought the same thing so like i'm a big chiefs fan i'm, I'm in kansas city my, mm -hmm. my family's a, a you know big on uh we, i was raised that way um like i've got like my nerdy library and and statues and toys and stuff <laughs> yeah. and my dad's like that but with chiefs memorabilia cool. um he, he's got like he's got a little chiefs room and it, everybody buys him chief stuff for like father's day and christmas and his birthday and stuff and he now has to like sacrifice something on the wall when he gets something new because he's just out of out of yeah. space to put stuff but uh we were watching the the game last night and I, we were all thinking the same thing like kansas city's big on football 
everybody's at the stadium and it's like they're like it's outside so you don't have to wear a mask but there's everybody's around each other and i'm just yeah. like what is that like am i like it's just, i don't know it's the world is weird and yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't like, like I said, I I got my two shots. I'm not trying to uh, go test them out and see how good they work. You know, <laughs> <Right>? like <I'm, laughs> yep. that's not me. I'm the same way. I'm pretty risk adverse as a person. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's not, I think I'm actually coming up on what is it? The eight months of when I can get the third booster. Oh, the booster. Um, yeah. Cause I got the shots really early on. Um, so I'm, I think I'm coming up on that next month so i'm definitely like i'll go get that if you guys want to put like three more in me that's fine like i don't care (laughs) give me a give me a gallon jug of it i'll chug it all day (laughs) that'll be great maybe like an iv it's cool yeah but then at the same time, like, I'm really not going anywhere. Like you said, like, I work from home. Um, you know, there are definitely things I, I want to do. Like, you know, my my brother, um, like, I grew up and I, I played ice hockey for a long time. And then as an adult, you know, I was still playing rec hockey. And I think my brother saw that and he, like, really wanted to try it. Um, and he's been a basketball player his whole life. He's, like, six, six, something like that. Like, he's really tall. Um, so on skates, he's even taller and terrifying. <laughs> um, so he still plays in like, you know, a, a rec, like beginner league. And, you know, he's asked me to like come out and skate with them. And I, I like, I really want to, but you know, Florida, it's like in a very like rednecky port. Like, I just, I don't know. I can't wrap my brain around it. So, yeah. Um, no, Florida's crazy. Like, I, yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, it, it's so weird. Like, I just, I feel like, I feel like every day on the news, it's like, it's like crazy headlines. <laughs> Florida. Uh, that was like the joke for a while, right? Like Florida man, like the the, yeah. the Florida, the infamous Florida man, and and the alligator that they wrestle or yep. something, you know. But but yeah, the the COVID stats are are really hard to ignore and. Also, like Midwest is bad too. Like I'm luck. I'm lucky. Like I live in Kansas City, so we're like mm-hmm. this litter, little uh, liberal speck in the midst oh, of the good. Bible Belt, you know. Yeah. Um, but like everywhere around us is like a lot of people don't get vaccines. So, but I yeah. mean, luckily, like when I go to well, now that we're they're mandated again, so everybody has to wear a mask. But even before, like everybody in Kansas City was pretty good about masking up, mm-hmm. uh, except as we noticed last night during the Chiefs, the televised okay. Chiefs game, because. <laughs> <laughs> Never, nobody was wearing a damn mask and i was just like wow so yeah it's um we just had our planet comic-con a couple weeks ago and i really wanted to go i, I bailed i was like no mm-hmm. like but i a lot of it like they posted pictures on facebook and it mm-hmm. a lot of the creators bailed so a lot of people that were going right. to show didn't show up um and and uh but yeah it, it was pretty empty so i, I think some people are, are getting smarter with it too but but yeah also you just you watch the news and it's just like the rest of the world is is progressing and, and America's like back to like they show the map and it's like red everywhere and it's just like oh god what are we doing like oh, weird terrible. times <laughs> weird um but back to uh uh back to comics and and happy stuff and not <laughs> not sick not sickness death and destruction right um so so you are writing Wonder Woman which is really cool uh and it's also uh, I mean, as we talked about, you're, pardon my French, but you're kind of a badass, you know, you, you've, you've, you've been knocked around. I love how like some of the, uh, 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 
what are they called? Websites and, mm-hmm. and press people that like are talking about your new Wonder Woman title. Mm-hmm. They like, inc- they're like, Steph Phillips is writing it. And it's like you high kicking and you're like, in your like fight gear. And I'm like, I know. that's so metal. Like that's so, so funny. Cool. Yeah. Newsarama asked if they could include that photo. Cause I was wearing a Wonder Woman shirt. Um, when I used to go to weigh-ins, I had like a, a set, like a sports set, like um, kind of like bike shorts and like a sports bra that were Wonder Woman. And so whenever I went to weigh-ins, I would wear that. Um, and uh, Newsarama just like loved that. And I was like, well, let's, yeah, I mean, for me, it's really cool that like um, when I was fighting, Wonder Woman was like really central to that. Like even before fights, I would watch like um, that one animated episode where Wonder Woman is like evil and taking on like the other women of uh, the like <laughs> Justice League. Like the fight choreography of the cartoon is just amazing, and it just makes me like excited and it's uh, fun to watch. So like, I mean, it's it's super dorky, but yeah, I would like watch that sequence before fights. So. <laughs> And then, um, and then just go out and whoop ass. That's so cool. Like, that's, yeah, uh, so like so many people. Like, I remember. So my buddy did some MMA for a little bit, and uh, I used to lift weights with him. And when we went to his first match, like I got loaded. I mean, like I am, I am just lit up like a Christmas tree, screaming. You know, like double. Yeah. They had some drink special, so I'm like double fist and whiskey and cokes, just like go Joe. And his name was Joe, so we were like did gi joe stuff with him and he he was so nervous and he drank uh his pre-workout like the go juice Mm -hmm. stuff and he drank that before and i'm like in the back with him like hammered patting him on the like he's just vomiting just oh my god (laughs) but then he won he came out and won oh that's good wow yeah he was like he was like i'm never drinking pre-workout before a fight again and i was like yeah i don't i feel like your adrenaline's already going you don't really need to yeah that's what i'll tell him though if he ever does it again i'll be like dude you gotta watch wonder woman you do it helps a lot (laughs) yeah yeah wonder woman my walkout music was elvis um (laughs) and like coincidentally the only fights i've lost were the ones where they like whatever the sponsor was didn't do any kind of like walkout music and i was like when i didn't have my specific elvis it was like it's like a weird routine thing like i kind of get why that's that's built in like it it helps but yeah the adrenaline like my first fight ever like I I won but um I hit my ankle on her knee in a weird way in like round one and fractured my ankle but I didn't even know until hours after the fight when all of a sudden like I like after the fight like we went to dinner and then I got up from the dinner table and I was like why can't I walk (laughs) like like it took that long for the adrenaline to wear off but you know I, I had a medal on from like winning and by the time like I called my dad and I was like I can't drive myself to the ER but I think like my foot's broken um and so like you know they're like what happened i'm like i was in a fight (laughs) my dad is like no not just like a bar fight like it was sanctioned like a sport and i'm like see my medal like it's great (laughs) i'm fun to go to the er with so (laughs) i uh i remember the so my buddy got me the job as a bouncer Mm -hmm. and for a long time you know he, he was like he was like dude like we need help like come work like you know yeah. the waitresses are cool it's fun we party and i was like man i'm not i don't know how to fight like i'm not a i'm not a badass you know like i was mm-hmm. like what am i gonna do and he's like he's like no it's not like that and so 
I, he finally, uh, student loan people came after me cause I took a break. And, and so I like had to get a job quick. So I went to work at this bar and, and it was like, most of the time it was pretty chill, but Ollie will never forget like my first big bar fight and how terrified I was like the whole, you know, like I was like the whole time I'm like, I'm going to die. And, uh, but also like I found out that like I can take a punch and like, cause this, I, I got hit really hard in the face. I, this guy hit me. I usually wear glasses. This guy hit me so hard the glasses flew off my face. Okay. And I, I, I like I, when he hit me. Like you know, and I kind of like it went white for a second, but I like shook it off. And, and and he could I could like see the look in his face where he thought like he was like oh no like that hit didn't do what I thought it was gonna right. do. And and so then like you know I'd, and like I said like it was mostly college kids you know and so like I I'd, I'd pick them up and carry them outside and. and toss him out to the curb and you know tell him to go home but yeah like it, that that feeling afterwards where you're just like your mind's going everywhere and i remember like i my lip got busted open and and my lip was bleeding but nothing really hurt until the bartender slid me a shot of jameson and he was like here you earned it and it burnt so bad the Ooh, lip the yeah. cut on my lip but yeah so it's so like, you know, and I don't endorse like fighting and I think everybody should love each other. It's different when it's a sport, but like, don't go to a bar right. and be an asshole. But man, it felt cool. Like I, there's no other feeling really like that of like physical achievement and prowess. And like, I dominated somebody, you know, yeah. and like, and also like as a bouncer, I was like, I saved the day. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely a, a different, a different experience. And uh, I, I always wondered what it would be like, like being in a ring with someone where mm -hmm. like, cause it's different when something happens and you don't expect it. Right. And you got to you got to fix it and, and everybody's drunk and it's weird, but like to, to be like, to be like in a, in a ring, you know, and, yeah. and, and you're, you're padded up and, and your, your hands are wrapped and you got the gloves on and you, you know, it's going to happen. Right. And you're waiting for that ding. Like, that's gotta be like, that's gotta be kind of a trip too. Like, yeah, definitely. Like knowing that this other person is in the ring, like just wanting to, you know, knock you out is like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it is a weird feeling. Um, so, but yeah, I, I liked it. I think, you know, I knew some people that had like one fight and then they were like, I'm done. Um, but, you know, I, I did it and um, I was like, oh, I like this. <laughs> like, you know, I, I knew I liked sparring. Um, you know, I, I liked the sport in general, but definitely yeah, after the first one, I was like, yep, I, I can keep doing this. This is, this is good for me. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, I bet it's I bet it's like a really good. I, I mean, just punching a punching bag is, is a good stress reliever, I think, you know, but like, yeah. just, I mean, I just feel like you, you feel like kind of like a loose chill person, you know, I feel, mm -hmm. I feel like that would, that would help, you know, like you're just like a very, you're like, yeah, like everything's fine and it's cool. And, and mm -hmm. on Saturdays I fight people and then, and then, <laughs> and then Monday through Friday is okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah does that help you um uh like when you're when you're scripting uh you know be, because you have like you know this background and 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 you know like physicality and and, and fighting and, and fighting styles like uh if, when you're writing wonder woman or or a, a fight scene with harley um do, do you kind of use that or, or are you more of the kind that's like i'm i kind of want this to happen and you let the artist kind of take it where they think they need to go i'd say it's a combination like you know i never want to step on the artist's toes and you know i think Riley also comes in with, especially with Harley, you know, Riley um, has some 
crazy ideas and Harley is such a different fighter. Like, you know, we have the one episode where or issue where she's using like a feather boa to take out a psychiatric <laughs> orderly and it's like, that's not a very structured fight style, but that's what's <laughs> so cool about Harley. Um, and, you know, I, I never want any two fight scenes to feel the same. And, you know, with Harley, I think that's a little easier given that, like, you know, maybe she'll use a foam finger to beat somebody today or whatever it is. Like, she's so dynamic and creative. Um, but for really any character, I want that to kind of be the way that they're written. Like, I want Diana to have a very specific fight style or, you know, Clark, and I want it to be based on their personality. Um, and, you know, you see that too. Like, you know, if you spar the same people on the fight team every time, everybody's fight style is kind of a little based on their personalities. And um, I, I want characters to represent that too. So along with just doing cool, fun fight choreography, I also want that to kind of bleed into who this person is. So if Harley is beating somebody with like a foam finger and a feather boa, like that's very Harley. Um, you know, I think Diana is far more structured. I think Clark is a lot more defensive because, you know, this isn't somebody, Superman doesn't want to be this crazy, offensive, brutal fighter. Um, <laughs> so kind of building that into the psychology of the character is really interesting for me that's cool yeah i I can't remember what comic it was but i remember like there was a there was like a i really like bruce and and uh clark moments Mm -hmm. uh, on i think they just work really well together yeah Uh, they're like on either there's they're both on such each different sides of the spectrum but i love their i love their friendship Mm -hmm. and uh and I like, you know, like Clark is like, well, I'm like Superman, you know, like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to know how to fight. And Batman was like, no, you can't fight. You need to learn how to fight. And he like, Bruce kind of taught Clark how to, how to like box basically. Um, which is funny because of like where comics go. Cause like, you know, Neil Adams did that like iconic, like Superman yeah. versus Ali book. And, mm-hmm. and then like, we kind of change stuff and, and then, but when Batman tells you, you don't know how to fight, we, we're just going <laughs> right. to, we're going to forget that you, that you fought Ali and just kind of go. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I just, I don't know, but I, I think that's just really cool. Um, like I said, a lot of, a lot of writers, um, I mean, have extracurricular activities and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, I just, you especially like, when these uh when these news outlets run stuff about you like you and your hockey gear or like or like you like you know fighting in the ring and it's just like you just don't see that a lot and i think it's really cool that you're writing um really badass women like harley harley will take a bat to a group of hospital orderlies you know that are you know like a a bunch of like arkham guards basically and and just toss them around like nothing and it's i don't know it's like i i just think i I see what i know about you i see like dispersed in in these narratives and i just i think that's why they're so good is because you're able to connect with them like on different levels than other writers can, uh, because I mean, because you're a secret badass. Like I think that's what it. I, I think that's oh, that's about. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. Thank you. You're like you're like you know. I, I wrote this really amazing issue of of Wonder Woman. I, I was recovering from a concussion. Like you know, like, it's, like that's most people don't get to say stuff like that. That's pretty metal. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I'm writing Wonder Woman today, and uh, yeah, I've got like my screen time is a bit limited because the most of the effects are still in like my eyes, so my eyes like drift a lot. So. Um, I've got like Wonder Woman I can write in like segments and then I have to like Uh-oh. stop being on the computer for a bit or something. So it's a little frustrating, but, uh, yes, part of Wonder Woman evolution was written with a concussion. So, so if it doesn't make sense, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, first off, 
I killed comics. Give me a break. Second off, I was concussed. Like, lay off, internet dudes. (laughs) (laughs) That'll that'll be a good excuse. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're going to need excuses, especially, like, I really liked your uh, sensational Wonder Woman. Me and a lot of my friends were actually very disappointed when... We some of us didn't realize that they were bringing in multiple creatives to tell different mm-hmm. stories, and so like you kicked that off so well, and then they like put in it was a short story, and then they put mm-hmm. in a new creative team, and they're like the other stories were good, but there was definitely like a aw, like I definitely wanted <laughs> like more. So so even though like when I like I was saying earlier when I was really hoping you were gonna announce Batman when when you they announced Wonder Woman Evolution and you I was like yes like more because I loved that sensational wonder woman it was so funny it's so like it's so jarring and 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 cheeky how it starts off like she's in the kitchen cooking and she's like she's like oh i'm sorry i didn't have dinner ready for you and i'm just like i'm like that that had to have hurt to write like i could just i could just see like at the at the keyboard like oh god like i can't believe i just made diana but you know it makes sense later because she's under she's her, her she's being mind controlled but yeah like it, I, it was such a great way to start a Wonder Woman comic uh, and and where it goes after that, you know, and like having her like break out of that that mental fortress and stuff. So, yeah, I, I have no doubts uh, concussed or no, like I, I think you've got the right style for Wonder Woman. And I, I me and, and a lot of my readers and friends are very, very excited for Thanks, it. Thanks. I am, too. <laughs> I, I can tell like I, I just like seeing like you like on Twitter and stuff and just, I mean, that's, you're like, like I said, like, that's like the top three DC gigs, like, you know, and, and, and then you're, you're really doing like the top five. Cause I would say Harley Quinn is in the top five yeah, of, of DC gigs. And so you're just like, you're just killing it. Like you, you really are killing comics, but positive. So, yeah. <laughs> in a positive way. Yeah. <laughs> so on, on a, on a wonder woman note, um, what is it? Um, I, I mean, I'm sure not to like disregard previous runs of wonder woman, but like, what is special about the Steph Phillips wonder woman that you think separates you from, from these other iconic stories that we've grown up with that we've seen recently? Like what's, what's putting you like at what's different maybe without um, spoiling if you can. Yeah. I mean, I think my approach is, is more like, um, I'm not sure I've always understood Diana. Like, I really like the symbol of Wonder Woman, but, like, as a character, I really struggled with her, like, writing the sensational Wonder Woman. And before that, um, I had some opportunities to pitch some stuff for Wonder Woman that just, like, (coughs) in my mind didn't feel like it was completely landing. Um, You know, I think writing her was actually really difficult. And um, this story is kind of exploring why that's difficult. Like, what are some of the failings of Wonder Woman and how can we start to like, at least in my mind, start to like fill those spaces that are maybe a little blank in her personality and character. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from somebody being put through something that is like really tough, both physically and psychologically, making her question who she is. And so one of the first things we did was like, literally strip her of anything that was Wonder Woman. So like her new costume, which is like this black and gold, almost like a sci-fi suit, which um, I think we'll get to see like in full color for the first time on the issue two cover. 
um, with Jordi Belair coloring and it's amazing. It's so cool looking. Um, but as we saw in some of like the sample pages, she has this like really etched W on the chest of the armor. And um, because we've already shown that off, like, you know, this is somebody that's going to go through this trial of like, who the hell is Wonder Woman? And how is that different from Diana to the point where like, she's like really struggling to not let go of this um, persona of Wonder Woman. And she like etches the W onto the armor herself because she's so unwilling to let go of the symbol because it's something that's comfortable to her. And I think even in part, she's a little worried and anxious to be rid of that because then she's not sure herself what is left. Um, and, uh, you know, I think in some ways, while that's kind of going on, this like psychological discussion of like, who is Diana? Who is Wonder Woman? How do those two things play together? And like this cosmic trial, like all that stuff that's going on, like there's definitely a mystery to the story. So um, I think one of the things we added into like the initial solicit was like question everything. Like Diana is going to be questioning everything that is happening and the reader should too. The reader should also be questioning mm. Diana. Um, so I think there's going to be like a lot of layers and we've built it so that when readers finally get to the end of the eight issues, you can go back and read from issue one and kind of see where we were seeding things the whole time to like build to what we hope is an unexpected ending. So, um, so it's something that we we designed to intentionally like be something that you could read and engage with multiple times and each time get something a little different out of the engagement. Nice. I like that idea a lot because it, I don't want to call superhero comics like cookie cutter because I love mm -hmm. them. I really do. They are so special to me. I love the Justice League. I, you know, I love Spider-Man. Yeah. I love a lot of Marvel stuff, but they, they do fall into tropes a lot of times. Times. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of times I feel like they they're maybe hesitant to challenge readers because it's a superhero yeah. comic and it's supposed to be easily accessible to everybody. So I really like it when when uh, comics is, and especially like cape stories come out and really, uh, really challenge readers and like right. make us work a little for the story. Like, I don't want something to like fly over my head. I don't want to read <laughs> yeah. something and feel dumb, but I do like reading something that after I close the cover, uh, it does prompt me to read it again, or it leaves me thinking about it as I'm like walking around or cooking dinner or something, you know? And it's like when it lingers, that spark lingers in your mind and, and turns into a flame and smolders, you know? And it's just like, that's, that's the beautiful thing about literature. Right. And it's, I really like that when that shows up in superhero comics, uh, Steve Orlando kind of did that with, uh, um, project patron with aftershock recently. Okay. Uh, it was like, it was like really just intense and cerebral. And, and I was like, man, like, I was like, these are, and, and so I like it when like DC, um, DC seems to be doing that a lot with black label. Like they kind of mm -hmm. let, are letting people take their properties to like different areas, um, and mm -hmm. be a little more free with it. So I'm glad that they're, I'm glad you're getting to do that with Wonder Woman. That's super yeah, exciting. Me too. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, yeah, I, like it's uh, like, I still, I was telling my family because like none of my, <laughs> my family doesn't like read comics and my, yeah. a lot of my friends don't really read comics, but they like to listen to the podcast and, and support the blog and stuff, which is funny. Cause I, I know they're like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, <laughs> right. But I was, I was like telling them, I was like, when, well, cause when we first, when I first approached you about coming on the pod, you, I, I was telling everybody, I was like, I was like, guys, the, the, the writer who's writing Harley Quinn is going to come on Blake's buzz. And they were like, Oh shit, that's crazy. And then like a week, like a week and a half later, I got to be like, guys, that Harley Quinn writer, she's also writing Wonder Woman. And everybody's like, Oh my God. 
And I was like, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, it was like, I was like super excited. I was, I was a little bit nervous. Um, like, cause I just, I don't know. I was like, I always like when I talk to like writers, I ad- admire and respect, like I'm always like, I'm like, man, I hope they don't think I'm lame. That's <laughs> like, that's like, that's no. like the, the, the imposter syndrome, right? Like I know like writers and artists get that too. It's oh, yeah. imposter syndrome is like very real for like blockers and podcasters. Cause I'm just like, every time I'm like, man, like, like ah, it's crazy like if, if a writer like tells me they really liked my review or like a couple times like people sent me like a signed book and i'm just i'm like well i'm like what people like me like this is crazy <laughs> so so yeah i was just like i was like really nervous like because i usually i mean i do a lot of like work with indie people and so like the last couple weeks with like you and brian it was like i was like i was like ah shit i didn't know i was gonna be talking to like big two writers like that's like a whole new deal yeah, brian so, yeah, was, was so like, great he was so oh, well first of all both of you are awesome and we're like like very both of you were like so like chill and easy to talk to and and both times like I was just kind of nervous like sitting at the computer like like waiting for waiting to see like your name pop up on the zoom list and and it's just like all right it's like we got this we got this so but like as soon as like both both of you like as soon as I started talking to both of you you were just both so easy to talk to so both of excited about your work and about mm-hmm. comics and like it's, it's easy for me, like, if people can get excited about comics, I, I can usually nerd and vibe with them pretty well, I feel oh, like. So, yeah, me too. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's why I, like, I mentioned, like, the trying to be more positive is because, like, it, there is positivity in, in the medium, and everybody does get excited about it, but it does suck because sometimes, like, you know, they accuse you of murdering comics in cold blood or, you know, something or, or like uh, Brian, Brian talked about like his, uh, his X-Men miniseries when Hickman relaunched X-Men and mm-hmm. he, a lot of people went after him about that cause they didn't like it. And yeah. so it's just like, it's like, man, it's, I always say that it's like, we are as comic fans, we're so lucky you guys talk to us cause there's so many nasty people on the internet and like it would I, I don't know if i could do it like even even if it helps to like talk about a new series especially with indie stuff where you know you don't have you don't have dc like sending promotional posters to shops and stuff where you have to go on podcasts and <laughs> and be your own pr person basically for for your creator own things you know like it, it, with this nasty like the the treacherous realms of twitter and the internet like it yeah. would be so easy for a lot of you all to just be like you know what no like i'm not talking <laughs> to you weirdos anymore you no. know and, and and so i i appreciate it and and you're always yeah. you have like a really good um you, you know you have like you're very nice to people online and you engage with you know people when they retweet your stuff and talk about it i think it's cool um you know you're talking to you has been like a pleasure and an honor like <laughs> no thank you for having me i appreciate it <laughs> But yeah, I, so when does when does Wonder Woman drop? Like November sixteenth. November. Oh man, it's yeah. two, two, like oh, three, almost three months. Like two and a half months. It's <laughs> such a long time. Oh man, I'm so excited for it. And then you're gonna you're staying with Harley still for a while too, right? Yep. Uh, cool. We yeah, both Riley and I I are both staying with Harley for um for at least a while, unless anything dramatic changes. Um, you know, I know company stuff ships a lot. Um, but at least right now, you know, we have another full year planned of Harley, so we'll be on the show for a while. So, <laughs> yeah, you, that book is so uh, so. That was another deal. Like I just got caught up with knowing we were going to talk today. And those, like those six issues so far have been so good. Yeah. Like just, uh, 
I I can just like you can tell as a reader like how much how much fun um you're having with him. But I do appreciate uh you spending some time with us. Um Steph, I know I know you probably got things to do and, and stuff to do and people to fight and people to train. <laughs> <laughs> Skateboards to ride. Of course. Um maybe more concussions. <laughs> <laughs> uh where where can we what's the best place to find you on the socials to, to keep track of all the crazy awesome comics that you're doing in the future? Yeah, uh, mostly just Twitter at stuff underscore smash. And um I just started a weekly newsletter, so I think it's linked on on the Twitter account there so people can go subscribe to that as well. Is it like Substack? Like Yeah, it, it is a Substack. 40... Um I, I wish I could remember like the name of the page. <laughs> it's, it's linked on my website. Um and uh on my Twitter. I just posted a new post yesterday, so it will be there. Um I'm gonna do some like exclusive stuff for subscribers, like uh giveaways or like um I'm doing like a digital marketplace for subscribers. It'll be password protected, so only subscribers will get a password and then go in and like buy some batman comics and harley comics and some variant covers that i don't think were ever released to the public so um nice. i'm gonna try to reward people for reading my weekly monologue so <laughs> <laughs> well yeah like i i'm gonna be signing up for that i didn't know about it i, I uh all right well Steph, again, fans, listeners, get that Wonder Woman evolution on your pull list because it sounds awesome. Get out there and read Harley Quinn because it is really good. Um, I'm going to post a link on the blog with some really awesome indie stuff she's done. Uh, Butcher of Paris was very special and Devil Within. Uh, keep an eye out for the blog because I'm going to be doing a write-up on Devil Within because it just, it rocked my socks off. <laughs> Steph, thank you. Like, you just made my day. Like, you made this nerd super happy and thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, yeah. really appreciate you and and best of luck to like all your awesome future endeavors. I'm really excited for this slap comic. I am so <laughs> yeah. there for it uh, when that drops. So, Awesome. Uh, th thanks again and yeah, uh, thank you. have an awesome day you too